Hi, I'm Tim Barron, and welcome to the Legal Marketing 2.0 podcast, where we examine the latest trends in digital marketing. The podcast is a production of Get to Be Social. Now, is social media the new public relations? I posed this question to our guest, Ryan King, who is the director of communications at the law firm of Ogletree Deacons, and his answer may surprise you. And if you're looking to break into public relations at a law firm, Ryan's advice is to stay hungry and curious. I really enjoy this conversation, and I think you will too. Hey, Ryan, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's really, really a great pleasure to be with you all. Awesome. So you know what? I, I looked on your LinkedIn. You know, I did some uh, research and prep for this. And I love what you have on your LinkedIn profile. You have like a really good story to tell. And I especially love the first sentence. You know, I help individuals and companies generate publicity and market share through a mix of content marketing, earned in media, and social media. And that's great. That tells the story right there. It goes on for a little bit. But we are going to be talking today, of course, about two of those topics that you, um, that you mentioned just in your first sentence, which is publicity and social media. So I guess I'll just start right off and ask, is social media, do you think, the new public relations for law firms? That's a great question. Uh, and I would have to say no, not at all. Public relations is so much broader than social media. I mean, sure, social media is massive, right? But PR in its broadest sense uh, can include any communication or dissemination of information that's targeted to a defined public. So most often you'll think about things like traditional media relations, working with reporters, but it's also things like corporate communications, internal communications, and more. So while social media quickly emerged as like this really super powerful tool uh, in a PR pro's arsenal, um, it's really not the new PR for law firms. I'm certainly fascinated by the functionality that social media provides today's communications professional compared to how traditional media relations is just that. It's really kind of more traditional, right? Social media can be highly effective when used as an independent strategy or even as a series of tactics. A great ability is that you can really be hyper-targeted, and that's nearly unmatched compared to things like traditional media relations. We've learned how to measure social and how to monetize it directly versus more of the indirect factors that come through PR measurement. And the fact that you can measure directly is a huge validating factor. So social media isn't the new PR for law firms, but it's a very powerful, obviously, it's a very powerful strategy, especially when it's intertwined with something like traditional media relations. So two things that you talked about there, well, first of all, you dashed my hopes there because I, I was hoping you'd say, yes, it's the new, it's the new PR. But um, two things that you talked about there were uh, strategy and tactics. And I think yes. strategy is something that really bogs marketers down and lawyers who are doing marketing for themselves. And tactics, of course, you know, you talk about social media channels, that's not as complicated, but any advice for law firm marketers out there thinking about strategy when it comes to social media? Absolutely. Yes. The first thing is start with one thing and build from there, right? There are umpteenth social media channels out in the world and they're growing every day. Start one place well where you know a defined audience is going to be 
listen, talk when there is something for you to communicate and express a point of view about, and then be known for something. I mean, you can look at it all as, as a wide range of commodities, but be known for your niche deep and wide on any subject matter of expertise. Listen and then add value to certain conversations. That's a great strategy as opposed to something like broadcast. Hey, look at me. Hey, look at us. So I would say start with one thing. That's going to make it manageable for either the law firm marketer who's super stretched for time or the attorney who's already stretched for time. Uh, and it'll allow you to maintain scope. Uh, and then you're only focused on niche and narrow areas. So by staying niche, staying narrow, and staying targeted, you'll get this sense that you'll have a lot of return on your time. It won't be something onerous. It won't be something you're loath to do. Hopefully, you'll derive pleasure from it and then want to continue doing it. So I was having a conversation just before we uh, hopped onto this call, and we talked about social media and about how to start in particular. And it was the same advice that I gave to someone else, which is don't try to do too much at one time because then you go a little bit shallow and then you start thinking about strategy. The best way to be overwhelmed is saying that you should be everywhere. So I love that advice. I, I mean, absolutely. Case in point, personally, I am on LinkedIn and on Twitter because that's all I really can manage. I'm not on Facebook, uh, even though I know that that's a great fertile space for firms, for marketers uh, of all shapes and sizes, and specifically for legal marketers. I'm just not there because for me, there's so much noise and too much of kind of like a voyeuristic thing for me. I'm on Twitter because it's an excellent platform for curated news, right? It's very simple to get the news that is important to you, to like, to share, and to engage. Well, I like LinkedIn as well, just because everybody's putting, look, it's the professional site, right? Everybody's on their best manners. And then outside of that, I just, that's all I do uh, because I spend other parts of my time reading and consuming content related to things either in my personal life or my passion. You just mentioned content and we really can talk about using social media with a discussion of content um, shared on whatever channels, Facebook or Twitter or even Instagram. I know some law firms are using Instagram. So both curated content and content originated by the firm are usually shared on the channels. Could you share a little bit about how a firm or how you go about doing that? Yeah, certainly. Using social media to curate and share original content is a good strategy for doing two things. One, generating brand awareness, and two, for strengthening retention. So let's look, for example, at what you all are doing at Good to Be Social, right? Your business guides lawyers, law firms, and companies in the legal industry to become found, known, and respected. So you leverage social media very, very effectively in doing this. You're on several social sites, not all, but several. You use multiple content distribution channels. Like I said, for example, I follow you guys on Twitter. On Twitter specifically, I see that your original content demonstrates how your knowledge can help me. You also offer clients and prospects value without selling your services by delivering curated content. So while I know you for a certain thing or things, you demonstrate your larger knowledge and scope of services in an indirect way through that curated piece. Now, the owned media that you're delivering on social combined with the curated, it lets me know about the company, your team, what you can offer. So that's kind of the awareness component. But because you're also posting useful content, the curated piece, even when it's from a competitor, 
I view you as that trusted advisor. So I'm very, very likely to return to you above other sources and others in the space. And that is the retention piece. I like how you divided those two. Just a, a, a quick tip. I was chatting with a, a marketer uh, last night. He's not really in the legal space, but we talk, when you talk about curated content and sharing it, you want to make sure that you're not only sharing your own stuff, obviously, but you're sharing others that would be of value that you may not have thought of to write. But you also get on those, it's sort of getting on those folks' radar and forming relationships. So one of the things, one of the tips that he gave me was, if you're sharing curated content, if, let's just say a law firm, and certainly for smaller law firms, and they're thinking about, oh, well, you know, I'm sharing all this content on social media, but it's taking them away from my site. I, you know, I'm clicking on a link and it's going to another site. You can ha sort of have a two-pronged approach when you're sharing at least some curated content, which is here's the issue and here's who wrote about it. So you have a nice little tweet about that. And then right below that, hey, we talk about this. Or we, we can help you with this. And then you have another link. So you have two links in there. So it's, it, it sort of uh, solves both problems. You curate content. You get other people's content out there. You form relationships with those folks. And you point people back to your site. Kind of a win-win, huh? <laughs> yeah, that, that's precisely it. And what you're able to do in that, you know, we had talked about social media strategies earlier. One strategy is to really go and leverage curated content and then provide your perspective on it, right? And that's another great way whereby it's not news jacking, you're not stealing someone else's work, but you're saying, hey, look, this is a relevant issue to my targeted audience, my persona. And here I am offering you my perspective on that. You're either agreeing with the original author, you're providing more in-depth POV on a certain aspect, or maybe you're even taking a piece of that and then using that as a springboard for something that you can produce original. But yeah, I mean, that, and that's why you know, if you look at things like comments and quoting tweets and things of that nature, that, or even on LinkedIn where you can sort of like riff on somebody's piece, that's where the really the engagement comes from. That's where the relationships happen. And that's where you can also say, I'm a known commodity in this area. Or I'm known for these sorts of things without having to sort of labor over original content. No, absolutely. Um, you know, you touched on, or actually you gave a piece of advice when we first started this at the beginning of the conversation about starting small, starting with one channel. If, you, if a law firm marketer said, look, I want to start with one channel and I want to think about maybe the top three channels, right? So I start with one, then I go to the next. And what are some of your suggestions for channels on social media as it relates to, you know, I know it's not necessarily public relations, but as it relates to how the firm puts its name out there, uh, like what channels would you recommend? Yeah, for certain. That may be a conversation that you want to have with your client specifically. Mm. Hey, listen, we're thinking about doing X, Y, and Z. You know, if we were to show up on this channel, would you like us, follow us, engage with us there? Or, hey, this industry segment of clientele or individual clients, which social sites are you more likely to visit? That would be a, a great way to inform your decisions. And that's the conversation that you're having with your clients. Secondly, there's a lot of other surveys and data out there that tell you where, for example, general counsels spend their time on social media. So that may also inform your decision. Finally, what in your firm makes sense for you? So I heard you mention that some firms are on Instagram. Okay, that's obviously dovetails with their personality and the type of content, visual content that they want to put out there. So I would look at, you know, 
who do we want to be out there in the public eye on social, right? So which of those channels fits our personality best? Where are our clients going to be because we've either researched it or because we've asked them directly? And then also your content strategy. What are you going to look like, sound like, feel like on social? That will also inform where you are. So, so for example, if you're not going to have a largely visual content strategy, Instagram probably doesn't make a lot of sense for you. Yeah, no, that makes sense. If our listeners take away nothing from this, take away what Ryan just said about starting with your client, because I think we so often forget that that's who we're serving. We're not promoting ourselves. We are trying to help the client. So reaching out to clients and say, or even doing some research and saying, where do our clients uh, reside? Where do they have conversations? Reach out to them and say, look, if we um, engage on Twitter, or if we engage on Facebook, is this, is this a place that you would like to see us? That's really great, great advice. But further, what advice would you give to individuals? I know that we've talked a lot about content strategy and we've talked a lot about social media and social media strategy. What advice would you give to individuals looking to get into PR and communication roles at law firms? Thank you for asking this question. And the reason I'm so emphatic is because I love answering this question. My answer is independent of any industry, right? Mm -hmm. My advice is stay hungry and curious. It's really that simple. And it's amazing at how difficult it can be. It's a hyper competitive landscape, whether that's for employment or otherwise, especially with the tools and the technologies and the push for work-life balance, really all those things. So if you're not hungry, frankly, you're going to be eaten, cast aside without concern, and it'll happen faster than you're going to be able to recover. As an employer, as a leader, hunger shows employers, teammates, investors, etc., that you really, really want something and you're going to scrap, collaborate, learn, work hard, and work smart in order to achieve it. People are drawn to this attitude and this mentality, so stay hungry. And if you don't, well, really, there's no alternative, is there? <laughs> the second is remain curious, okay? So let's just think for a second. All the things that didn't exist a year ago that are now either accepted or at least have general awareness among the population. Think of all the jobs and roles that didn't exist as recently as five years ago, right? Think of the way that we deliver services today that were simply dreams or sort of back-of-the-napkin ideas, right? Amazon Prime and delivery, car services like Lyft, the variety of social media sites that didn't exist. I mean, heck, even currency, right? It's very, very inspiring. So remaining curious means that you are constantly evaluating, tinkering, experimenting, and innovating in your world. Now, that, that's scary, right? Just That's scary as hell, and it's counter. But you have to have a growth mindset instead of a fixed one. And so hopefully you can apply this growth mindset to both your personal and your professional life, right? Curiosity keeps your mind sharp. It can boost achievement. It strengthens relationships. And it has the ability to make a person happier and more empathetic. And finally, it can absolutely fuel your passions. So stay hungry and stay curious. Now, to come back and answer the question with respect to individuals looking to get into PR and comms roles at larger law firms, hunger and curiosity is still going to be the foundation, regardless. But you have to be hungry for, for success in the word go, and you have to be curious about how your firm works, right? How does it serve clients? Where does it fit in a given marketplace? And obviously, how it works financially as a professional services organization. So to that, I'd like to add that you have to have a tough skin, okay? If you want to work in PR, especially if you want to work in legal, you got to have tough skin. 
we're all selling something, right? Whether it's a story, a source, an idea, a campaign, and you're going to be rejected again and again and again <laughs> and again. You have to know that it's not about you personally. It's not. There's just so many options for people to choose from, so many different ways for them to get the idea or to get the content. And there's so many publications out there or sites or places for you to publicize yourself that you've got to take the time and do your homework, stay hungry, be curious, and have that tough skin, right? In the end, hunger is going to drive you to succeed. Curiosity will drive you to tweak your thoughts until you get it right. And then bang, time to celebrate, success, everybody's totally happy. Wow, that's as succinct a, an answer to this question as I've ever had. That's really good, Ryan. I love what you said about not just curiosity, about learning, right? And because curiosity and learning goes together. And in today's world, I mean, we have everything at our fingertips. You know, if you want to know something about, about social media or digital marketing or SEO or whatever it may be, yeah, you hop onto yep. lynda.com on LinkedIn or to Coursera or to Udemy. It's right there. That's right. Somebody's got to take that leadership position, right? So if you're listening to this podcast and you are a junior person looking to get ahead, be the one that does the research and knows the knowledge. Right now, you've separated yourself from the pack. Absolutely. If you are looking to advance in your career to pick up skill sets that have uh, often either eluded you or maybe you've even been curious as to how it works, 15 minutes a day, right? I get it. You can make the time for it, especially if it's important to you. Again, curiosity peaks the interest, hunger drives the momentum, and then, and then it's a very, very nice cycle that you get yourself into. That's awesome. Now, our audience is both lawyers and marketers uh, for the podcast. Any final takeaways for them on social media and public relations? Yeah, for certain. It has been fast amazing and a ton of fun to work as a PR and comms professional within the legal industry, right? This work is very intellectually stimulating. It's very, very competitive. You're working with very competitive people and our industry is often dancing one minute and wrestling with the next that pressures come from all directions. Think about the competitive landscape, work going in-house, technologies, alternative legal service providers, the next generation of the workforce. So find your niche and dominate that space. That's very similar to the social media strategy that we discussed, but find your niche, dominate your space, right? PR and social media are exceptional ways to achieve these goals, and they're a very, very significant force when they're combined effectively. And like you and I just talked about with regards to learning, people are willing to help. So read, study, and ask where you don't know or where you want to know more, right? So if you pursue social media and or PR as a marketing strategy, Please just do one thing well and build from there. Even if you aren't really mature in a certain area, look, it's going to be like drinking from a fire hose because there's simply so much out there in terms of helpful content channels, publications, and influencers and the like. So it's okay to start slow, and that helps keep it all manageable given the demands on our time as adults and in professionals. But remember this, you're already hungry and you're already curious, so you're going to do great. And that thick skin comes with time and experience. So what a great way or what a great note on which to end the podcast. Find your niche, if I remember correctly, and dominate your space. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Listen, Tim, thank you so much for having me. I wish you and the Good to Be Social team all the success. Please keep putting yourselves out there. It's really, really good and helpful content. I look forward to seeing you guys on down the road. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun and really a privilege. Appreciate that. 
If you like this episode, please subscribe to our podcast, and we'd love it if you also left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher and SoundCloud and Google Play, and wherever you listen to podcasts. But before you go, I do want to ask you a question. Do you struggle with digital marketing and how to make it work for you and for your firm? If so, please go to lawfirmmarketinghelp.com and sign up for a free digital audit. The audit will provide you with all of the information you need to build a blueprint for your digital marketing strategy to produce the results you want. You'll find the show notes for this episode along with all of the Legal Marketing 2.0 episodes at gettobesocial.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time.